All right, are we ready to do a show? Yup. All right, <laughs> and in three. What the fuck? I'll leave. I'll I'll leave and you can do this fucking show by yourself. Welcome to talking back. You know you know what the best part is? There's like six different companies thriving right now. Ryback has been hired by none of them. So you take your blind hero worship and fuck off. This is a fucking emergency because Ryback has started a fucking mukbang channel on YouTube, and I need this to get into the world. No, you need to fucking stop right now. That makes it even worse. (laughs) A what channel? It's where they like. It's just filming people as they eat, and I I watched Ryback eat a fucking donut chicken sandwich from KFC. And it consisted of him going, I won't like this. Then inhaling the entire sandwich. Then going, guys, I was wrong. I do like this. Let me eat another. And then the sandwich started talking to him. And then the talking sandwich said for everybody to watch AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite, which was very strange. Then Ryback yelled at a nearby GNC for not having the supplements he wanted. Art. <laughs> The, the weird thing is, is that it's really hard to tell the point where Scotty started making shit up. <laughs> I was about to say, I was wondering if you got that fucking, like, have you been, have you been drinking that absinthe, bud? Welcome to Fight Boys, the show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm your host, the bad boy of podcasting, Scotty Moore. Blake? I'm Blake Tanner, and I just got a message from my friend asking me if I could pick him up from the airport. I was like, I swear to God, if you're now playing fucking mobile games so no one can hear the clicking of your game. No, (laughs) because uh, I was just like... Hey, Blake, would you happen to be available to pick me up from the airport? When? Uh, now. Because he's <laughs> there. Because my friend doesn't think about things ahead of time. How far away is the airport? It's like t- 15 or 20 minutes. No, this is your opportunity to fucking big league him like you've never big leagued anybody in your whole life. I'm sorry, I'm performing for my famous internet show right now. I can't do anything. Right. I'm depressed. I'm depressed by the state of this last weekend of wrestling. I'm the Dylan. Oh, hey, Dylan. F- fuck me. For so you just want to you just want to start on the bad? No, because I'm fairly sure a majority of it are all of our heels of the week. <laughs> yeah, because- that's fine. We can go back to it. Because for once, I wish wrestling didn't happen this week. But I guess we can we. No, no. I just wish wrestling stopped happening after Wednesday. Yeah. So okay. That would have been great. Let's start there. Let's start with because now it's we used to have like fresh memories. Now it's having to look back an entire week. So Dylan, you didn't watch? Did you watch NXT? Because I know you didn't watch AEW. No, I don't. Like I know Finn came. It was wait. Was this when Finn came back? Finn returned, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. It's been so long. I was like, was that a week ago? Was that two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. I like how we're wasting Finn Balor. Yeah. First, we just made him smiley man. Now we're sending him back to fucking NXT. Well, what was weird I for me? I swear to God, I, I don't know. 
I don't know what his contract situation is, but holy shit, if he doesn't leave, I'll be amazed. Well, the weird thing for me was the fact that people were like, oh, NXT put on such a better show. I'm like, yeah, because NXT came with basically what was a televised pay-per-view, whereas AEW was like, we're just going to run an episode of television for our television show like normal people do. Meanwhile, NXT was like, Finn Balor's returned! Fucking championship matches! No one will survive! <laughs> Fucking Ciampa. And they still didn't get as good ratings. They <laughs> nope, not at all. Um, I, I, I do, uh, I think that's a good point, though, because, like, NXT came, like, full on with this, so, like, there's not really anywhere to go with NXT TV-wise. Yeah. Because they just started out and they blew their load so early, whereas AEW's got a pretty good well, card. Well, no, they had two, they had two episodes, they had two episodes before this, then they ramped up to this one, so they could, like, hopefully ramp back down. But even Melter called it, he was like, the first episode's gonna be solid, the second episode's gonna be solid, the third episode's gonna be fucking buck wild, because it has to be. Yeah. And, like, now we get to see what the next step is. <laughs> so now we, well, what's that next step? There isn't one, Blake. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. world just ends tomorrow. I mean, the big surprise of NA or AEW was, as we all called, fucking Jack Swagger showing up. And I'm... Jake Hagar, the horrible. Fucking Jimmy Hagar. <laughs> well, I actually... I, I thought about Undefeated it. MMA artist, yeah. Jake Hager. Thank you very much. It, I was um, I was amazed and very happy, like, how quickly his <laughs> return video got, like, a million views on YouTube. Well, not only that, I like the gimmick because, like, someone came up, like, someone in one of the comments basically explained what Jericho is doing with his little stable. And I went, oh, this makes sense because you've got the hot up-and-comer. The amazing tag team, the former WWE guy, and then, like, your main dude, a la Cody, the Young Bucks, Hangman, and then, uh, I can't remember who the fifth one was supposed to, oh, wait, no, no, the, it was Kenny, Young Bucks, um, young up-and-comer, Hangman, and then former WWE guy, Cody. So it's like, oh, they're just making the same team. Mm. So it's kind of like, oh, you know what? We just need to make sure all of these guys are established now. Yeah. I mean, I, I've i never hated Jack Swagger. Like, I like I knew he was kind of a boring white meat baby face at times because that's what he was. But now that he was, like like Dylan was saying, like the undefeated MMA machine, now I'm going to be like, oh, we need to watch him because he's going to kill people. Yep. Another thing about... Um... Also, he looked like someone's golf caddy. I will say that. that yeah. Was... <laughs> he was... He was pretty dapperly dressed, yeah. but he also, like, he just dwarfs so many of the AEW guys. It's amazing. They, yeah. they need some more bigger dudes. Well, that's the, that's the thing is that, like, there aren't in the indies. Like, the, the best workers aren't big men at the moment. And the three that were, WWE was like, yoink. Yeah. Because it was Keith Lee, uh, Dijakovic. Uh, Donovan, Dijak, and Walter. Yeah. And they were like, uh, all three of these people are ours now. Because it's, uh, um, it's hard to get, like, a big guy that can do a good work rate. Do yeah, a good way, work rate. By, by the way, while Jack Swagger is a white meat baby face and he's had, had a rough career, remember that the reason that he lost his w, w, uh, WWE Heavyweight Championship was because he smoked weed. Like, that's <laughs> it. 
Mm-hmm. He was just high. That's the whole fucking thing. Do like, all the former wrestlers just smoke weed? Because it's fucking Riddle. <laughs> We've got Swagger. If you're a UFC or MMA guy, you're going to be smoking weed, apparently. Unless a you're Brock. Of, I, think a, I think a lot of wrestlers just smoke weed. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the hilarious thing is, is that in retrospect, now that like 12 states have like... Like, you know, medical marijuana, some have completely decriminalized it. Now it just looks stupid. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, when some of the, like, the states and some of the, with some of the big cities that your wrestling company travels to, like, a lot of those cities are in states where it's not even decriminalized or easy to get. It's just full-on recreational, baby. Yep. I went to Seattle. I know, baby. I know. You walk down the street (laughs) and you're like, oh, there it is. I mean, it was even the same way when we were in Vegas. You could smell that shit. (laughs) But that's because it was Vegas. We saw prostitutes just walking out talking to cops in Vegas. That's a lawless land. Yeah. By the way, Jack Swagger being there makes me really, like, hope that that Wade Bennett shows up. Oh, yes. I miss him so much. Oh, talk about... I need to see the bullhammer again. He was another Talk one about like somebody the, that I forgot. Yeah, he was another one like John Morrison, where after he left WWE, I know he went on to do other stuff. I just forgot to pay attention to him. But fuck, he I was. Mean, he so tried good. to do. He tried to do acting that didn't work out, and then he was part of the World of Sport reboot that didn't work. And, and then like, he was, uh, he was like the GM for Defiant, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And that didn't work. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Is WWE's new thing just, hey, we're going to bring in a bunch of MMA boxing dudes? Because first you had... Um, it's a it's a stunt. It's a stunt. They're on Fox now. They're trying to do, like, stunt work. The hilarious part is, is that they brought in this one dude who I'm pretty sure has a bad rap for, like... I forget what the fuck he did. He, he beat somebody up. Yeah. Um... Is this the uh, is this the guy that's fighting Braun Tyson Fury? Yeah, yeah, Max. Yeah, Tyson Fury. No one knew who the fuck he was. I'm surprised he didn't get it. Who are you? Who are you? Oh, it was even worse. Like he got nothing. Oh, <laughs> he got the Tito Ortiz. He got the the Tito Ortiz mm-hmm. in in TNA. Well, they were trying to pull like a Conor McGregor stunt with him of like, oh my God, this fighter's jumped the rails and he's going to start fighting the WWE guys. And we need all the security people to drag him out of the arena. But no one gave oh. a shit, like at all. So so wait, so it's like, it's like at the uh, New Japan ROH thing where Cass and Enzo jumped the barrier and nobody gave a shit. Yeah, except they, they filmed this one. It was like... It was even worse than that time that Gronk jumped in. Like, cause at least Gronk got oh. reaction. Yeah. But um, fuck, what was I say? Oh yeah, Tyson. He also says that he's also been quoted in interviews as saying that women's place is in the kitchen. Uh, by the way. Okay. Oh, so that's why Vince brought him in. And apparently yep. they're announcing something big involving Fury, Braun, Brock, and then. The fourth man they've brought in because I'm so mad Michael Cole did not say that's gonna be Kane when the uh, mysterious. By the way, I don't know if you guys watched the clip. I definitely thought it was fucking Dominic, and I was like, Dominic's looking jacked, baby. Everybody thought it was fucking Dominic. It was great. Yeah. And meanwhile, commentary is like, oh, it's Cain Velasquez. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool, I guess. 
I guess it, it really does go to show just how much or I guess little overlap there is in yeah. like wrestling fans you and boxers. Remember the fact that I brought up Kane Velasquez twice for doing lucha shit for AAA. Well, firstly, he was wearing a mask in that, which meant I forgot what Kane Velasquez actually looked like. Secondly, yeah. it's just. It was such a weird moment because you see Ray come out and it was a wide shot. So it wasn't a close up. It was a wide shot of Ray and a guy who's taller than Ray with short blonde hair that looked vaguely Hispanic. So everyone was like, it's fucking he's Dominic's about to come kick Brock Lesnar's ass. And the commentary was like, hey, no, 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 please stop. Stop it. I, I wish oh. the crowd had started chanting Dominic, Dominic. But also, if you weren't, like, a fan of indie shit like us and kept your, like, nose to the grindstone of trying to see new indie news, I don't know if anybody gives a fuck about Cain Velasquez. This is the first time where the super casual fan and the super smarks are the only ones who know what's going on. But the people in between are like, why is this happening? Isn't that the audience that WWE kind of caters to? Like, the ones in the middle? Yeah, that's exactly the people that they cater to. Because it's like, what was their whole fucking uh, commercial series? It's like, I'm not a wrestling fan. I'm a WWE fan. Oh, my God. Do you remember that? that? Uh, I think I do. No, I think I wasn't watching at that point. Yeah, that was, was this. Was this during the height of Super Cena? This feels like a height of Super Cena thing. No, because I, I don't think, think this was. No, this was in 2015. Surprisingly enough. I think I, because wasn't it, I, I might be thinking of the new one where it's got a bunch of people doing their normal jobs and doing wrestling shit in the middle of it, including at one point, a doctor in, performing surgery, looking down at the patient, and then doing a you can't see me at the patient, and I'm like, they're either blind or dead now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like, you can't see me. That's not fun. That's a threat. <laughs> That's a threat. You, I, I need to trust you right now with what you're doing to my body, and you're fucking me up. There's. A, I just sent the uh, what uh, an example of one of those commercials in the chat, just so y'all can see it if you want. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to do WrestleMania weekend. Like I knew uh, we were talking about, like, well, it's in Tampa, so all we got to do is fly down there. Until it was announced today. That the, I guess the upgraded version of Joey Janela's breakfast is going to exist and it's Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Holy fuck, I want to go to the Big Gay Brunch so badly. I bet that it is going to be, I'm not going to say it's going to be more fun than Janela's show, but it will probably be more engaging <laughs> and less awkward. And there will It'll be... probably be bigger and gayer too. And there will be more mimosas as well. There will probably be flowing. Effie's going to run out and, like, Sandman pouring beer into a fan's head. He's just, like, pouring mimosas into people's mouths. <laughs> that doesn't sound... That doesn't sound problematic at all. Well, no, you start with the orange juice. You pour that, and then you pour the champagne from far up. And then it mixes with the bubbles. And then you vomit. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You just make yourself sick on at the big great. You make yourself sick at the big gay brunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Can I just say my favorite thing about SmackDown moving to Fox was all of the normal people 
trying to parse the world of professional wrestling from the fucking NF. I think it was in it was either NFL or it was NBA where Rey Mysterio was sitting ringside and they were just like, look how small he is. He's down there. Look at him. That's him. He's got his mask. He's like Nacho Libre. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. Please tell me one of them actually used that. Please tell me one of them said Nacho Libre. This is not a joke. He was like, he's got his mask. He looks like Nacho Libre. I'm like, this is fucking years of history for your fucking shitty and sensitive joke. is is the... is the father of modern Lucha Libre in America. <laughs> like, like his oh. work in WCW along with Psychosis and Eddie is like part of what brought Lucha to, like, the, the man is a living legend. Yeah. And they're gonna not just... Fuck do I hope this whole channel fails. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> So this is it. It wasn't even the Fox News thing. This is the last straw. <laughs> I was about to say it's like, oh, I've been wishing that for a lot of Fox for a long time. Yeah. So you know what? If this if this does it, then let's do it. So that we're all fingers, in. Fingers crossed. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> so that one was bad. But my personal favorite one I sent to you guys the other day, which is they had a blue carpet rollout and all the WWE superstars were coming to get interviewed, including my personal favorite, Sammy Zayn. S-A-M-M-Y-Z-A-N-E. You know, Sammy Zayn, famous Syrian superstar. Oh, yeah, you guys knew they really do that. Oh, uh, but also I forgot to mention the best part of it, which was it was Mojo Raleigh. It was not Sami Zayn at all. Are you serious? This is not a oh, joke. Oh, that's who it was. I kept looking at the picture being like, is that did th- is that just like a grip that wandered into the carpet <laughs> and got interviewed? No, it was I could fucking not, Mojo Raleigh in a Zubaz suit getting interviewed. <laughs> I can't. I didn't see that part. I just saw the. I just saw the caption. I didn't actually watch the fucking thing. I'm not gonna watch that. Are you crazy? I'm. I, I'm just so constantly, consistently, rather amazed that it's like, oh man, now WWE's gonna be doing its best. Now they feel like they need to squash any any hint of competition. This is gonna bring out the best in WWE. People have been saying for years, WWE needs competition, because it's gonna bring out their best. It's gonna bring out the best in WWE. Well, it fucking hasn't. Yeah, there's gonna... It brought out the best, worst decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, These are point, historically I... bad decisions. Overall. Like... like, I'm almost proud of them. I'm like, damn, I, that's an achievement to be that shitty. Uh-huh. That's what's happening. Vince is getting towards the end of the life. He's achievement hunting. That's what's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, he's getting to the point where he's done playing playing with the sports inter- or with the wrestling part of sports entertainment, and he wants to do football again. <laughs> also, um, I do enjoy that Blake is the best at giving us good news and then immediately telling us why that news is bad. Because the other day, we get a message from old Blakeski that just says, Oh my god, guys, it's amazing. Randy Orton did this super drunk Twitch stream last night. It was so great. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Oh, he may have also said the N-word <laughs> during it. I'm like, you need to he... lead with the N-word. Wait, wait, hold on. No. Hold hold on. Hold on. What Did he use the hard R at the end? He 
did not use the hard R. Um, I believe okay. he was using but, it to affect a thug accent, is why he said it. Indeed. It was also... Okay, that's, uh, it was, that's bad. That's not the worst. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. But, it, yeah, it's still... Yeah, yeah it's, you realize what state you lived in, didn't you, Blake? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I knew, bud. I knew the whole time. The people got Randy Orton flags next to their Confederate flags now. Yeah, yeah. Is that it, just a picture of a viper head? Instead of <laughs> instead of don't tread on me, it says RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> it's just no, no, no. Like the fucking Dukes of Hazard car when it honks, it no longer goes. Now it goes. I hear voices in my head. They talk to me. They understand. I said the word. If you can somehow get that sick guitar rift into a car horn, you tell me, bro. I want on that bandwagon. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Randy said that thing, and a lot of people were, like, not happy, and a lot of others just kind of brushed it under the rug. Nothing will come of it because he's just Randy Orton. Well, not only that, because... It- I don't think nothing's going to come of it because of that. It's mostly because this week is almost like the Donald Trump campaign of WWE weeks, which is, fuck, there's just so much bad. You can't pinpoint one bad thing. It was so many bad things in unison. It was like the Seth Rollins week. They all canceled each other out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's really just trying to pick the worst bad thing. He 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 fucked up so bad he wasn't even there Monday. And he's the champion. Yeah. You want to know <laughs> not even to the point that he wasn't there, nobody even mentioned him. They did not talk about him. None at of the all. people did two two like like not not even half the people from the show the night before fucking showed up the next night. No, it's almost like they just like they did such a hard reset on that episode of Raw. That it's just yeah. like, oh, here we go. Uh, what? Something happened last night? What? <laughs> Must have been that night. AEW. Must have um, been that AEW. Some of you might be worried about Seth Rollins, who got brutally attacked. Uh, we're not even going to fucking mention it. Yeah. Um, also, there was a fan in the audience who had the best sign of the year, and it just said, Seth Rollins is not cool. And that was it. And Seth just stared at it. And kind of like walked towards the guy, I think about to challenge him to a fight. I'm not sure what, but Seth has apparently embraced it because earlier today he tweeted, survive and prevail is bigger than just what happens between the ropes. Question everything, even yourself and fight your heart out of every step of, fight your heart out every step of the way. Hashtag Seth Rollins is not cool. Yeah. I, I just want to say, like... He's not. Because He's I haven't seen a lot. He's the worst option they could have right now, and they've put everything behind it, and God, do I hate it. I don't even... <laughs> actually, no, that sounds wrong. I, I don't watch the product. Yeah. Like, the problem is... I, I hadn't seen a lot of what Seth was doing because I just... I had stopped watching the WWE product for the most part, except for the clips. But I... His promo on Sunday. And I remember this is Seth Rollins who could cut those fucking hot fire heel promos, came up with great lines like burn it down. Yep. Or other shit that he said. 
good at quips and stuff. And I've never seen a more white meat baby face promo. Yeah. A, a more written right in front of you on a fucking cue card promo. Mm-hmm. I've never seen like that. You could tell that it would, there was just nothing behind it. There was no actual heart. There was no passion. It was so annoyingly bland. Yep. And he cut this and he's like, I am going to fight the fiend, my greatest challenge. And you know what? I am going to bring hell with me. Hell in a cell. And I am going to burn it down. All I can say about the lead up to that match and subsequent match, which we will get into very heavily, is the fact that it made me happy because it made me know, hey, we we put out a better product on our dumb fucking fake-ass audio drama wrestling show for the past three weeks than WWE has. We beat the world fucking leader in sports entertainment. In quality, not in ratings. And it's all thanks to our patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's the website where you can support the Fight Boys. You get access to our Discord, shout it out on the show of your choice like that absolute son of a bitch Gazi. And we get access to our exclusive show, You Paid For This. We're actually going to have some really other uh, other cool stuff coming up in relation to my new show, Me Again, hopefully. So you can get all of that at patreon.com slash a load of BS. All right, D, who are we tweeting this week? Should we tell Seth Rollins he's not cool? Should we... Should we just ask Effie to be guest of honor at the Big Gray Brunch? No, no, no. You should tweet Asuka and tell her she cut a sick promo on Friday or on Monday. <laughs> Damn straight. Also, then end it with you go drive your truck. Because no. Th- that's, his, that's her thing now, and I don't understand it, but Asuka loves telling people about driving her truck. Okay. Wait, she, does, she, likes, she likes to drive her truck. Auburn sucks. Does Auburn suck? Auburn sucks! I want Asuka to cut that promo! Because all of her promos are, like, so calculated. She's just like, I drive my truck. Auburn sucks! And then that's when they're in Birmingham. Whole crowd cheers. (laughs) Half the crowd cheers, half the crowd boos. Yeah. No, she's normally calculated until she cuts a promo in Japanese when she, like... So somebody translated it and they were like, the reason Kyrie Sane was laughing that whole time was how fucking over the top Asuka was being in her promo. Oh yeah? Yeah. The promo, <laughs> the promo that was essentially, hey, we're the Kabuki Warriors. We're the champions, just so you know. Like those two in there, the champions, they're not champions, we're champions. But she was saying it like with all of the enunciation and everything you saw, which you never fucking see in any kind of like other Japanese promo. Oh, that's really it good. It was amazing. Um, yeah, I I love Asuka. I mean, I, my favorite Japanese promo from her of all time is still the one it was. I think she was leading into a match with Becky and it was in Birmingham. We were there. She just rushes in the ring and starts screaming in Japanese and starts attacking people. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this is amazing. Oh, it's, like the, it's like the old Akira Tozawa spot. Ah, ah, ah. Crowd goes, ah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's, um... My favorite bit of that was he he did that in PWG and Excalibur. Like his English has come such a long way. <laughs> yeah. 
Crazy uh, Murder Oscar is the best Oscar though, so I'm not complaining. She is a very oh, good way, Oscar. My, my original heels and face uh, for the week was originally going to be um, face was Oscar using the green mist. Yep. Heel was Oscar's aim using the green mist. <laughs> That's so accurate. I remember seeing it happen live and being like, oh, fuck, yeah, she kind of used the green mist. <laughs> she, it happened. By she the way, didn't get all of it. By the way, um, on the one hand, like, yeah, channeling to Jiri. On the other hand, another Asian person uses the green mist. I feel like we're... Yeah. <laughs> like, like with Oscar, it kind of works because, like, the whole face paint and the whole shit, and she looks really cool when she's, like, bathed in green after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first reaction to that wasn't like, oh, cool. My first reaction was, she's like the last person that needs that trick. Yeah. She's roundhouse. She backfisted freaking uh, like a girl so hard. I think she got dropped by the company. Like <laughs> Emma, too. It yeah. happened to Emma, too. Although oh, I can't yeah. make that joke or else I'll get in trouble in the locker room. Like, was it TJP who got in trouble for talking shit about that? It was Leo Rush, wasn't it? I think it might have been. Uh, I feel like any drama that happens in WWE, we could just be like, that was Leo, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 the one who murdered everyone. I think that was Leo Rush. Yeah, yep. It's like, wait, was this before 2017 or after? Because if it was before, then it was Enzo. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, we've got two go-tos for who causes shit. But uh, the AEW Tag Team Tournament Pick'ems are coming up. And initially I was like, well, let's let's do these so we can try to get some more points in the prediction series. Then it was revealed that all of us basically got to the end with almost the exact same predictions. We all predicted the same winner. We picked different roads. Yeah, yeah, we could. Uh, so, okay, if we want to quickly do it, I did uh, Private Party over Bucks, Lucha's, Lucha over... Are they versus Jurassic Express? Oh, let me pull it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if it is Lucha over whoever Lucha faces, Lucha then to the main, then SCU beats Best Friends, then beats Dark Order, and then Lucha beats SCU for the title. And that's going to be my full predictions. Right, so my right side of the bracket is completely different than yours. Oh, really? Yeah, I have the Best Friends over SCU, and then the okay. Dark Order over the Best Friends... And then Lucha, Lucha Bros over the Dark Order. Because they need to establish the Dark Order because they're the ones flagging behind the most. SCU is over. Best Friends is over. Like, they have to at least put over the Dark Order as a viable threat or they've wasted mm -hmm. that money. See, my only thing, the only reason, and it's a complete bullshit reason why I picked SEU versus Lucha, was because they did an SEU versus Lucha Bros segment on Dynamite, which could just set up like a single or a match for no apparent reason in the future, but also it could set up the finals, and that would be the only place those two could face off. I understand. No, I think that's, a, I think that's that good reasoning, true. although I, did, I picked SEU over the best friends, um, but then I, of course... Lucha Brothers over Jurassic Express, um, Private Party over the Young Bucks, uh, Lucha so Brothers. Same. You had the same as me, apparently. So I'm the only one with any differences. So you two literally can only tie and get a point each. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Because as part of the Slash R Squared Circle Pick'ems, there is yep. a tiebreaker. And we'll use it. Yep. And the tiebreaker is you have to guess the length of the final match. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, do you remember? Do you remember how long you put Blake? I think I put two hours. <laughs> uh, I put fifteen minutes and like I don't some seconds. I don't know why I remember specifically, but I think it was eighteen minutes thirty seconds for thirty six for me. Okay, I put seventeen forty two. Okay. <laughs> The most important part of the pick'em, how long that final's gonna last. But for now, let's get into our heels and faces of the week, and let's start with faces, because heels might run a little bit long. It might, we might go into overtime on heels this week. Yeah. Uh, my, my baby face of the reek, uh, of the week, sorry. Well, it was a reek, it was a reek and week, really. It did reek. It was, it did reek, except for the return of The Rock. <laughs> yeah. And that entire segment. God, that fucking, Becky was so on point. Yep. And like freaking Baron like Baron Corbin is is a great punching bag for things. He takes it real well. Even the rock put him over. Like is like he's a good dude to work with. So yeah. like I'm slowly having to come around to Baron Corbin. Yeah, largely because his way. outfit changed and he stopped looking like a discount. I think no, I really do think it was the fact that he came out every week in a fucking waistcoat and like uh and like slacks. And he just looked like a discount magician. <laughs> it was really hard to any, take him seriously. I will say that any time, like, Big Banter Baron comes out, like, that's the best version of him. Because, like, you know, he's he can put on an okay match for the most part. And when he's, like, being just a snide asshole, it's great. But he's got to be the right snide asshole. And he's got to be the one that just takes all the jabs. Yeah. He like, is people, a- I really think that he's the... I think he's... I think he's the last person that the King gimmick actually helped. Like, cause he got that and like all of a sudden it just, it, it gave, it gave credence to what like his, he, it, cause before it was like, where is he getting all this confidence? He's done nothing, but now it can be like, can go the ring motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, I feel like I was about to say that it helped Barrett, but really with Barrett, it just put him into the fucking stardust angle and that was it. And it, and it took away bad news, Barrett. The cosmic the best King. Shows. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you remember when, like, there was all that going around that they stopped him from doing his bad news shit because it was getting him too over? Yeah, I could see that. Yep. I could easily see that. You mean classic WWE? Yeah, exactly. But anyway, The Rock showed up. The Rock was great. The Rock is still the great one. Yeah. yeah. The Rock is still, like, head and shoulders amazing. Yeah. In the promo. Do you see that tweet from uh, from Randy Orton where he was like, "Hey, come on, you and me in Tampa. There's a WrestleMania, and he's just like, you think your grandpa, your family, and my family went up and down the roads so you could fucking RKO me into the earth?" <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm. His thing was, I'm still recovering from the Evolution beatdown from WrestleMania 20. Yeah. Oh no, no, my favorite was I. He did it like three times in a row, being like, "Hey, Rock, can we fight?" And I retweeted it like, "Is he?" Stealing our fucking shtick? Is he fucking stealing our angle? Randy, stop! Isn't that right, at Ch- Sexy Chucky e. T? The only way it would have been better is if The Rock said... To be fair, we, we did, yeah. Or if he said, uh, you know what, I'm not gonna fight you, but we can stream together sometime. Get at <laughs> me, homeboy. But my baby face of the week is the one shite, shining bright star of Hell in a Cell, and it was Becky and Sasha's match. Because yes. they actually... The easily match of the night. It's the only one I actually saw. Those were the most impressive meteoras I have seen outside of... Uh, Shima? Outside of the man that, you know, outside of Shima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Um, yeah. hers one into Becky, into the into the ladder, 
looked like it hurt everything and everyone involved at once. Yeah. Yeah. It was also one of those matches where they set up shit where I was going, what the fuck are they going to do with this? And then Becky's like, I'm going to take a chair and I'm going to put it between these kendo sticks and then put another kendo stick up here. And then I'm going to fucking set up Sasha and drop kick her to hell in the <laughs> corner. Um, I Like that match was so... And this is why I love and fear for Sasha because she puts in so much work when she gets a big match. Yeah. That she's already injured her back. Yeah. Well, with me, my favorite moment of it was we were watching as she was like throwing all of the chairs in the ring. And my dad goes, Sasha needs to be careful. She's getting close to hitting Becky with, oh, fuck. And that was the exact moment the one chair came on top of Becky and she had to swat it away. Oh, shit, it was, was playfully good. unsafe. Not really unsafe. Just close enough. It was almost unsafe. Mm-hmm. Um, God, that was a very good match. But then again, like I said, it was the only match that I saw, like, all in all, because my stream kept shitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, who's your baby face of the week, buddy? Well, let me finish this swig of sweet tea and tell you. Okay. My, my baby face is, um, it's just AEW for not, like, and I want to try to explain this, but for just not trying too hard. For not giving in to the war concept, yeah? Yeah, like, they they came in and they just wanted to do a TV show that is wrestling. And it came in and it was a good episode, and I'm like, all fuck, fucking right. And they had really good moments. Uh, the fact that uh, Jake's, like, surprise entrance came in and... People fucking loved it. Uh, the fact that John Moxley fucking did a Death Rider through a glass table. Yeah. The fact that, like, people just got fucking murdered in that main <laughs> spot. And then they just, like, and that's how you go all out and end a show. Yeah. To be fair, uh, AEW is very familiar with going all out. Yes. And they knew exactly when they needed to go all That's out. Right. Crying to your tea. Already done. So so do I start heels since mine's the shortest rant or Yeah, you start I'ma finish heels. Because, rant I mean or... I'ma go. I'ma go hard I'ma 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 go hard. I'ma go hard. Um, I can start with mine because mine may even be less. Mine is just the color red. <laughs> now <laughs> All of it. The entire color. The whole I hate fire trucks. I hate, I hate stop trucks. That whole part of the spectrum I has been the, ruined. I hate the Kansas City Chiefs. Fuck that whole city. <laughs> um, but Russia? First of all, fuck Russia. Actually, yes. Um, but that whole fucking... And it started even before the main event. Because they came out... And I hate, hate, hate that Hell in a Cell is red. Like, they painted the cage red. And Not even stu- like a dark, disturbing red. Like a yeah. Laffy Taffy-ass red. Yeah, it's like the it's a the raw color red. Like, yeah. it, it's not... And, and it's hard enough to see in a, like, steel-brushed, like, colored chain-link fence that's surrounding your entire match... When you paint it red, it's so fucking distracting. 
I felt um, so bad for the people in attendance. I felt really bad for them. Yeah. And then we get to the main event when the whole thing was in a red wash. And at first I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then it kept going. Are they going to, they're not going to, they're not going to take it away. They're not going to take it. It's not, it's not leaving. I will say that was the one good moment I had about that bell going ding was me going, oh, fuck. Yeah. Color. Color's coming back, baby. It's like, yeah, man. It's like when you, if you've ever worn just like a pair of red shaded glasses and then you've taken them off and then you can, everything's like purple for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. It was just so. did, Did you watch this week's being the elite? Where they did that whole bit. It, the it entire just opening segment was just fucking red throughout the whole thing. Oh, uh, it was just... You know what? In theater, we have a saying. It was a choice. It was a choice. And it was a strong choice. And it was strong but wrong. I was fixing to say that. I believe Captain Tibbs actually made that call at one point during a JWF. Strong but wrong. That was the entire Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. All right. So, Dylan, take it away. Oh, no. Okay. So, let me, let me just run through. Let me run through my big problems. Uh, I'll do one per show. Okay. How's that? Okay. How's I'm that so sound? happy. That sound? I'm so happy. We'll, we'll we'll go there, and then one is uh, and then one's for the future. All right. Okay. So Friday, <laughs> the last ten minutes of the show happened. Yeah. And that entire from top to bottom. So the bell rang in the world title match, and then shit just fell downhill. At a Hindenburg flaming rate. And the length of a gif. A literal gif's length of a match. Right. So they decided that was, they were like, hey, listen, Kofi Kingston, fuck that guy. So that was the first one. All the goodwill we have with the African-American community, fuck that. We don't need that anymore. We got Cain Velasquez, baby. Do you remember when it went around after Brian won his match at WrestleMania 30? And then they're like... If he hadn't got injured, it would have been Brian at SummerSlam instead of Cena. And, like, I totally could have seen that. And this was worse than that. Yeah. That was, that was, that was Friday. That left a terrible, terrible taste in my mouth. Not the, because I knew the losing was inevitable, but, like, the length and, like, the fact that it was sacrificed for no reason. There's no continuation of the storyline that can be had, because they're never going to let Kofi get his win back. He never gets to redeem himself. He's just, like, his whole reputation is damaged. For fucking what? For more Brock Lesnar? How much shit do we have to sacrifice over the last decade for this one massive shaved gorilla motherfucker? Yeah. Um, just because we... I don't, by the way, I don't blame Brock Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar gets Brock Lesnar's money. Good for him. I blame Vince McMahon for like sucking Brock Lesnar's dick so hard that he's basically sucked in Brock's whole pelvis. <laughs> I am so goddamn sick of this shit. This was the last straw. This was the literal last fucking straw. I don't care what happens in the Cain Velasquez feud. There is not a single goddamn thing they can do now that will make me give us. Solitary. And it's for the fucking blow off at the Saudi Arabia show. So it's just going to be like a shit on top of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. You're supporting a a blood regime with a shit match. Well done. I'm sure it also was because Kofi wasn't even going to fucking go to that show. Oh, absolutely not. 
So they're like, oh, you're not going? You lose the title in five seconds. Good job. Yeah, good like job. AJ got you. a good quality babyface match with him. Brian got a great match with him. Uh, like uh, Seth got great matches with him. Kofi, they're like, you lose it in 10 seconds. And I love the people online who were saying shit like, well, it's because they didn't have enough time. They, they were running over, so they had to get it done quick. And I'm like, they spent five minutes of fucking Kane and Brock just staring at each other, and that was it. It's like, yeah, you could eat a whole big, a big bag of dicks with that excuse, because that's all yeah. it is. It's a dumbass excuse. You're reaching if you want that. It was never not going to be that. And, and there's a point where, after it happened, I was like, yeah, that's exactly all. That's how much they care about Kofi. They gave him his one big win just so they never had to worry about it again, because it came up out of nowhere last time because he t was white hot and everybody fucking loved him. And then they're like, all right, we've been down this road. We're WWE. We don't want people uh, taking control of the shows. So we'll just give him this mania match. Well, that'll take care of the title for a while. You know what? Just have Brock fuck him up. I hate it. Anyway, so talking about, speaking about things that are white hot, then we got to Sunday. And again, the last 10 minutes... Really just ruined everything. If I may, this leads into my baby face of the week, Dylan, which is that fucking match. No, no, you can talk about the match just fine. I just need to talk about, I just need to talk about what it did. Okay. So that match ruined three things. At once, in if one decision. More, and apparently if Vince not McMahon, more, buddy. Mm -hmm. And then apparently Vince McMahon loved the whole thing, laughed off the, the crowd booing, because they did. They were AEW chants at your Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Well done. Um, so here's here, here's what happened. Uh, first off, um, all the mystique around The Fiend is gone. It's 100% dead. Nothing you can do to restore what it was before, um, which you blew on this match. Two... Seth Rollins is now probably the most hated person in the company. Yeah. Because this is beyond Roman Reigns, John Cena levels of, like, supermanning. Yep. It's like, there's, I, I, they found a way to ruin someone that I used to love. Yep. And they did it so completely, and I'm really pissed off. So the third thing they ruined was their own reputation. We are, what, two weeks? No, not even, yeah, we're a we're week and, like, some days into this Fox deal. They have already, through th four shows, shown that they are, like, shitting the bed. Yeah. Completely, utterly, it's terrible. And the fourth terrible thing that they did is that for Survivor Series, their next big pay-per-view, do you know what matches they're offering the crowd? The yeah. same shit that they had... Earlier this year, literally the same, the, the same match from Wrestle, uh, WrestleMania, same one. Brock and Seth. And the uh, Becky Charlotte feud from also months and months ago. That's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah. I'd just like to say also that like they're coming in and they're doing all this shit trying to blow their load on the Saudi Arabia shows that they have. You can already tell how little of the shit they give about Survivor Series. So the fact that they have... The Team Flair versus Team Hogan match in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, the Survivor Series style match right before Survivor Series in Saudi Arabia. The greatest Survivor Series. Yeah, well, 
As I've already said, we've got into my heel of the week is the fucking Seth Rollins fiend match because my favorite was Blake and I were talking about it and Blake and I were trying our I, Blake was like, my stream's messing up. Can you keep me updated? I said, yeah, bud, it's fucking bad because I realized there's one error with the fiend character and that is he's kind of not that interesting in the ring if he's not the one dominating <laughs> because like there was only one moment where I was like oh fuck yeah it's the fiend and it was when he had Seth snapped his neck and then walked away and I'm like oh this is what I wanted and then the rest of the match was just yeah you can't have that kind of match with the fiend like you can only he can only like get up so much from like exceeding pain and like suffering inflicted on him before you get bored, I got bored at watching that. Yeah, I mean, the match started and I was I was waiting because usually it's the main event match where the real shit happens. Like they'll either climb on the cell and do some buck wild shit or they'll climb on the side of it and fall off. None of that happened, but you can still have a good match. Like the Becky match earlier, they didn't do any of that shit and it turned out perfectly fine. But this one consisted a lot of just Seth Sething around and pretending to be all spooked. And I was fine when he hit the three curb stumps and the fiend shot up. And I'm like, that's cool. Then Seth super kicked him and hit five fucking stomps in a row. And that's where I went. This is now, it's beyond, like it's not even... Suspending my d disbelief can only get me so far in this match. And it got me far enough to say, yeah, the Fiend can stand up after three curb stomps. And then he hit five more, never bothered to try. I, he may have tried for a pin. I can't remember. But the fact that the Fiend kept kicking out and it kept getting more and more unrealistic as Seth got in and fucking threw a ladder on the bitch and then brought a chair in the ring. And my favorite moment of that is when he was trying to figure out what to do with it and opened the ladder and wedged the chair between the two things of the ladder like, this'll make it hurt more. <laughs> then, then brings in a fucking toolbox like he's Triple H and Batista bashes the dude over the head with it and the ref at this point is like this seems fine this seems like a normal oh, thing I'm fine. seeing it's okay. and I did enjoy what Seth Seth's like facial expressions because it was very much a, a, a look of like what the fuck? What do I have to do? This is ridiculous. Hey, yes, I'm, I didn't want to do this. In fact, at one point, Meltzer even commented on Twitter. Yeah, that was supposed to be a heel turn. And um, yeah, I guess it was a heel turn for the whole company because holy fuck. And they basically must have because that whole thing, there's so many other ways you could have done it better. This was easily just the worst way you could have done that whole thing. I mean, once it got to the guy, Seth bringing in the sledgehammer and the ref stopping him. Don't, no, 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 stop. It is not the sledgehammer. It is the fun hammer. It, no, 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 no. Bray had the fun hammer and that was, at first I thought goofy and then went, oh, this is actually amazing and is going to be fantastic. Never hits him with it, gets out of the way of it. I'm like, okay, 
I guess you can't use the fun hammer because it did kill a rabbit a couple of years back. So who knows what it would do to Seth? Yeah. And then Seth comes in with a hammer that is very much smaller than the fun hammer and is about to hit him. And the ref is like, no, Seth Rollins, you don't want to do this. This is not who you are. You are a man, a man with needs. And I understand that this demon has got you down, but Seth Rollins, you will not be doing this today. And Seth said, Seth, Seth, we have been friends for years, Seth. Do you not remember our entire story arc? Seth, please. Seth, my friend. It's Seth uh, begins crying. <laughs> not a joke. He's like wiping his eyes, not trying to stop crying. And then he goes, I'm not going to hit him. JK, I'm going to hit him. And then fucking doesn't even get close to Bray's head. He hits the toolbox that's on top of a ladder that's nowhere near Bray's face. And that's when the referee said, all right. I know I saw mankind get thrown off of one of these things. I know I saw the son of the owner of this company fling himself from the top and flail like a gazelle until he impacted in the earth below. But I will not have this man hit another dude with a hammer. God. And then WWE. He's he's not the hammer man. He's not authorized. (laughs) (laughs) And then WWE, the company that's not going to be using blood and guts to get their ratings, because that's ridiculous, has the fiend shove his hands so far down Seth's throat that Seth starts coughing up what could have been Kool-Aid, but I know it's supposed to be blood, and just pours onto the earth below in what is the most disgusting thing I've seen on WWE television possibly ever. It was so bad. And uh, to quote Matt Jackson's tweet, AEW Dynamite returns this Wednesday at 8, 7 central. Thanks, everybody, for the big shout out tonight. (laughs) This summer, two men save the world. From who you ask? Everything invading robo penises this show is not about those two men (laughs) this show's just a load of bs the show where blake tanner and scotty moore make up dumbass movies like that we're your personal think tank we're your two white guys which fills the quota for a Mm -hmm. podcast i think and we're just gonna be here to have a good time and talk about sauerkraut. That's right, except no substitutes, ladies and gentlemen, because this is that pure, uncut Yes. <laughs> good, good, uncut. And so now here we are. Here we are, and like I said, The Fiend, it's shocked me the fact that The Fiend and Seth Rollins, a match with two real human beings, was somehow less realistic than our match that featured a literal sea god taking on his demon brother that got resurrected through the power of a championship title made from a trident, but somehow they achieved to be less realistic. Yeah. I, I don't know what's not realistic about that whole thing. It happened last Sunday. 
It happened last Sunday and what was an absolutely... Scotty, are you Mike Quackenbush's illegitimate son? <laughs> <laughs> That's the most Chikara shit I've ever heard in my life. This proves more than anything else that Dylan has truly not been paying attention to JWF. No, no, no. I meant for the conclusion. Like, that was the way you wanted to wrap all this up. Like, you built to it. And I was, there was a fucking It wasn't until we got to the end that I looked at the at the build-up and I was like, holy fuck. What the we did that. There was an anime-ass comeback. It was fucking ridiculous. Somebody, did somebody power up and yell, yeah, a lot? Um, no, actually, I believe Gazi was quoted as saying, when you're afraid your favorite anime character is dead and their favorite theme music started, their theme music starts playing, that's literally what fucking happens in the pay-per-view. Pretty Dude, much. Here's what you should have done. You should have, uh, you should have spliced in some Xenoverse 2 thing and had the two of them fight and <laughs> fight as custom characters. So, boys, we've survived what was probably one of the worst weeks in wrestling history that still had some really amazing moments, including the heck in a sec pay-per-view from JWF. There were some amazing championship matches, all of them a lot better than what WWE produced this week. And I want to see what's next, so we got to tune things over to Captain Tibbs and Silver Spoon for another episode of JWF Monday Night Walk. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the man, the man who had a lot of phone calls to make after hacking a sec. It's Captain Tibbs. Sills, I'm not proud of everything I said that night, but I stand by most of it because we're alive and I got some ass to kick. Well, you did think the world was ending, so no one can truly blame you. Men say crazy things when they believe they're about to die. But like you said, we've survived. We're moving on to our next great pay-per-view. But Tibbs, I still want to focus on something that happened last night that's just not been sticking with me right. And it was during the JWF Tag Team Championship Triple Threat Ladder Match. When your son, Chuck Tibbs, was on top of that ladder, he had the championship in his hand, and his very own tag team partner, the Dylan, came up, assaulted him, tossed him from the top of the ladder, aligning himself with our tag champs, the BS, to re reform the fight, boys. Tibbs, I know you couldn't have been happy about it. So that is a grievous understatement on, on just the, the pure hatred. And I felt towards the Dylan after everything that he and my son had gone through as a team. Mad. That's right, Tibbs. But coming out to the ring right now are the Dynasty. One stronger with Dylan alongside them. Scotty Moore, Blake Tanner, Scott Moore. They're in the ring right now. And I think they've got a message for the entire JWF universe. Let's have a listen. They said it couldn't be done. They said there was no way the Dynasty was going to walk into heck in a sec with all the titles and walk out with those same pieces of gold around our waists. But you see, that was coming from people who had no experience walking through hell itself. People with no experience in the ring. These keyboard warriors that like to sit back and they pretend to know what's going on in a wrestling ring. 
But you see, it doesn't matter how many fancy moves you know, how many people are cheering your name when you walk down to the ring. You see, all that matters is who you know. Which is why not only did Blake Tanner survive his hellacious match against the Hammerman, absolutely decimating that masked freak in record time, but the BS emerged victorious from a devastating triple threat match thanks to the help of a man who people said they, that he hated the dynasty, that there's no way he'd ever align himself with us. You see, that's a man who finally came to his senses this Sunday. A man who you might know as the Lord of the Smart Side himself, the Dylan. Now, you see, the great thing about being me is that I don't have to justify myself to a single one of you. But after this last week, I'm, I'm feeling a little generous. I'll, uh, I'll enlighten all of you. You see, what happened at Heck in the Sec was that Chuck Tibbs was, was finally there. He was, he was realizing his goal, his dreams. He was going to make a move to become a champion, and I saw that, and it made me sick. After months of fighting against these men, these warriors on my own, being dragged down by Chuck Tibbs' incompetence, his weakness, the weakness of his entire bloodline, I was tired. I was tired of having to carry him like a freaking lodestone. So yes, I could have been tag champion. I, I could have had the goal that these men are holding right here. But you see, the problem is that the cost was too high. The cost would have been being a champion to also have to share with Chuck Tibbs. And that, that wasn't a cost that I was willing to pay. So I threw him back in the trash where he belonged and aligned myself with better company. See, I might have been on a bit of a losing streak before, but I think the winds of change are coming back. And I think that I have my sights set for higher goals than just helping some Canadian flunky try to finally live up past his daddy issues. Tim, strong words there from the Dylan. It, I mean, do you happen to agree with him? What he's saying right there in the ring? I mean, honestly, He's kind of right when it comes to the daddy issues, but outside of that, how do you feel? Well, as, as, as there's anything I'll be willing to admit for a thing, it is the daddy issues. I all own that. But, betraying your partner in the middle of the ring, that defeats a sacred oath that each and every wrestler takes. That, that, that defeats something that is bigger than my son, that's bigger than myself. Sills, you break an oath like that. You're gonna be in for a world of hurt. May not come today, may not come tomorrow. But one day, people keep breaking that. People keep doing these nefarious, dastardly things in the ring. It's gonna come back to them. That's right, Tibbs. And actually, you say it may not come today, but it might because backstage right now is your son, Chuck, after hearing that entire message from the Dylan, I think he's got a message of his own. So let's turn it down to one of our top interviewers and hear what Chuck's got to say. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald here with the captain's son, Chuck Tibbs. Now, Chuck, as we all heard, your former tag team partner had some very strong words for you to open the show, claiming that he was simply using you for power in the tag team. So I got to know two things. Do you believe him? And if so, what are you going to do about it? So, uh, hey, Don, I'm going to just, uh, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I don't care, okay? I could not give less of a damn if the Dylan was telling the truth or not over these last few months. I don't care why he did what he did, why he betrayed me like that. All I really care about is I was there. That moment when I had the Tag Team Championships in my hand, when I had that gold, when I was just about to unclip it and pull it down and bring myself everything that I ever really wanted in this industry, to make my dad proud, to make the people proud, to make myself proud of everything that I had worked for over these last few months, completely reinventing myself. <sighs> and... Then the Dylan rips it all away from me. That's what I care about. That he did that. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, really, when you think about it. He did the same thing when I was the captain's champion. And now he's doing the same thing with the tag championships. He's really, as much as the Dylan wants to talk about how much a win or a loss matters, we all know the real reason why he betrayed me last night, why he took me down from that ladder, and why he beat me senseless, why he let the BS win. He saw that I was gonna be the one to win the match for us. He saw that I was gonna be the one to step up and take those championships down. He saw everything that he has lost over this last year. That Dylan, one of the most commanding, demanding, one of the best champions the JWF has seen. And now, he just couldn't take old Canada Charlie, his little punching bag, winning. He saw that I was going to be a star. Finally, I was going to take everything that I ever deserved, and he couldn't. He couldn't take that, you see? That's the thing about the Dylan. His ego does not allow for anybody else to be in control. Somebody else... Is he going to try to be better than him? Oh, no. He's going to take them down no matter how, no matter what it takes. But that's really the thing about the Dillons. He didn't realize that I'm already better than him in every single way. The crowd cheers louder for me. My merch sells better. I win matches now. Meanwhile, what's the Dylan been doing for the last year? Been floundering. <laughs> Desperately trying to crawl back into the main event scene for what? Three months? He lost so badly to Momoa Curry way back then, and he just couldn't come back to it. The Dylan doesn't know how to be a loser. I do. Do you know how long I was a loser before I finally built myself back up. I remember every loss. And I know that I can bounce back. That's the thing about the losers. We can always find when we can bounce back and come back and eventually be on top. But no, 
that Dylan can't accept that. He can't accept ever losing. So he'll try to pin the blame on any and everyone else except himself. But this time, I'm not going to give him that option. I'm not going to let him wallow in that self-pity. I'm not going to let him do exactly what he's always been afraid of. The Dylan is an absolute failure as a wrestler. He's a failure as a friend. After what he did to me and heck in a sec, he is a failure as a human being. And I'm going to be the one that shows it to him. The tens? I know you were upset with the Dylan, but I think your son has this handled on his own. What do you think? You know what sells him? I may just be a little emotional after the caption the last pay-per-view, but that, that just makes me so proud to hear. That's right, Tibbs, and let me tell you something. The Dylan and Chuck Tibbs, those two have gone back a long way. Like Chuck said, back when he was Canada Charlie, he and Dylan had some amazing matches. Those two have a very long storied history, and it looks like it looks like Sunday was just another chapter in that story, but I can't wait to see what's next. Who knows? It may come to a head at our next pay-per-view, which um uh is uh T Tibbs, I'll be honest. What is the next pay per view? Because I, well, I, I got no clue. Uh, if you look at the schedule, it was originally going to be like eight weeks away. So I, I decided. To, uh, I got an announcement. Let me just go, go ahead and make it. All right. Looks like Captain Tibbs coming to the ring to make an announcement for our next pay per view. Let's have a listen. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen of the JWF. I know that you and I, and we all love that amazing pay-per-view last night. But, I come to you tonight with some actually disturbing news that I found out. So, I, I, my son showed me this thing called the Internet. Uh, and that I could search for things on it. So I, of course, decided to see what people were talking about with the JWF. And I didn't find anything. Uh, but what I did find was very disturbing, and it, it horrifies me to even think about it right now. And it is that apparently the JWF isn't the only professional wrestling company in the world. Uh, I'm uh, flabbergasted and appalled. And, well, really, I, I've seen some videos about this amazing promotion. And it's something that I, I knew I had to get my hands on. And it's... <laughs> It's this amazing thing We're full of astounding wrestlers called JXT! What the f- That was my bet, you piece of sh- The dynasty! Get out of wait, here wait, right wait, now! Wait, no, Security! No, no, no. That's not- No, 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 that's not- That's not who we are. Well, Tibbs, 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 Tibbs. Hey, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, 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 buddy. It's alright. It's alright. No, no, no. We're not the dynasty. Yeah, no, not at all. Fuck those guys. No. Um, we are Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore, the creative geniuses behind the JXT. Are you ready? Uh, are no, you no, you're that's that's the name of the dynasty, guys. You, no, no, Tim, you're, too, you're Tim, still dressed in your clothes. Calm down, we're completely different guys. I mean, Scotty Moore comes out here and is all like, I'm the leader of the dynasty and I got, I got something to say. And I'm out here just being a cool guy. I'm just your friend. I'm your friend Scotty Moore. Nice to meet you. It's very good to meet you. 
But you see, I know you know us. I know you've met us many times. In fact, we're the guys that you sent an email to and challenged to a bit of a fight, right? I believe you said the best of the JWF versus the best of JXT. Are you, are you ready? Oh, are you? Wait, you're, you're those guys. What? I'm really confused right now, so I'm just going to go with it. All right, all right, all right. That's it. That's exactly that. If you're the JXT guys, we're going to roll with it because it's going to be a night of dream matches for our next pay-per-view. Things that you never thought you'd get to see. The JWF is going to be crossing the line. We're going beyond the pale, and in a few short weeks, oh, you're going to love it. But uh, first things first, we got to figure out who's going to be on this pay-per-view. Which is why next week, on our episode of JWF War, our champions are going to be coming out to the ring and hand-picking their opponents Wait. from the JXT to face off against us at the crossing line. Wait, they're going to just come out and pick Tibbs? They're not going to... You're not going to have a tournament. We're not going to do... They're just going to... No, I want them to pick. I think that's the best way to do it. That's how I do it half the time, and it's got a wait, great show here. I think I think you'll like. You gotta lighten up a little bit. Uh, wait. I, well, no, okay. Hold on, Scotty. No, no, no. Okay. For, firstly, I believe it was called Crossing the Line. That was the name we agreed on, Tibbs. Don't try to back out on this now. Crossing but, Line. But you know something, Blake? I gotta say, I am perfectly fine with that. I'm fine with those dynasty assholes, Momoa Curry, coming out and picking literally any single one of our wrestlers because I believe that actually you know what no 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 I know that the worst member of our roster could kick the best member of your roster's ass because we are the future we are the best we are the brightest we are JXT are you ready? Now you just, you do really just sound like the Dynasty guys after that. Are you sure you're not? We are JXT. 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 Tibbs, it looks like, looks like the JXT guys are going into the audience for no apparent reason. The crowd is chanting JXT. This is what the world's happening. I don't. I'm so fucking confused right now. Well, Tibbs, I'll tell you what. The entire JWF universe is chanting JXT. I gotta be honest, I think we might be a little fucked right now. No, our boys are gonna win, right? I'm, I'm gonna have to do some hard picking with them now, but... Ah, oh, shit. Well, Tibbs, who knows what's gonna happen at Crossing the Line, the next great JWF pay-per-view, and who knows who our champions are gonna pick to face. In order to find out, you're gonna have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So boys, it's been one hell of an episode. Blake, I'm so excited. I don't. I wanna know who they're gonna get for JXT. <laughs> oh, me too. Those, those, those Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore guys, I hear they're really great. Although I'm glad that they're not the same Blake Tanner and Scott anymore that's in the Dynasty. I'm glad we wait, all learned on, that. Wait, wait, hold on. We gotta keep kayfabe. I think we are that Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore. The Dynasty ones are different. <laughs>
Wait, we is that do... how you're sure? You just cause the time streams to merge. <laughs> but uh, what did y'all learn this week? Oh, fuck me. I learned that red is just a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. And I learned that they're ready. I learned. Are you ready? Are, are you ready? I, I also learned that if you want to. And I learned that finally The Rock has come back to make spot appearances. <laughs> uh, and also, finally, The Ryback is back doing what he does best. Eating. Feed me more. If Donut chicken sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so where can they find you lovely people on the internet? All right, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the dark well, on the Twitter. You can find me at the dark room video <laughs> you can on find YouTube. Me on the dark web, motherfuckers, come at me! Don't look at me on the dark web. Um, I'll be on the dark web assassinating you. <laughs> Character uh, assassination. Yeah, that's just it. Just I'm Blake. Fuck it. Uh, I am. Uh, I am on Twitter at Dick and Stormy. Uh, it's like Dark and Stormy, except I'm an asshole. Uh, and, uh, I post literally nothing. It's basically a. Uh, it's basically a creeper account for me to follow comedians and wrestlers. Me too. So if you want, if you want, uh, if you want recommendations on who to follow, follow me, and you can just creep my friend or my uh, my follow list. It'd be fine. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S E O T T Y E M O. I actually tweet shit, too much shit. In fact, I feel like my followers know when I've drunk too much in a night because they're like, "Fuck, he's done like five tweets in a row." Jesus Christ! Scotty tweets so enough for the three of us. <laughs> yeah, he really does. So check that out and check out all the other BS Network programs online at a load of pure BS.com from a load of BS to Fight Boys, that's us, to Fun Fiction, to me again. They're all available at a load of pure BS.com. Special thanks to Mega Rand for our theme song, Fighters. Do the Mega Rand. Follow him on Twitter. Listen to his music. I like it, so you should too. He's also, he also has a podcast with some people. We've we've met them, uh, and they don't hate us. So props to them. I'm they rocking don't hate a, us. Thank I'm, you. I'm rocking a Rand shirt right now. It, all it does is say read, and that's it. Their um their podcast is Matt Mania. Uh, Follow that, them. That irony is not lost on me, Scotty. <laughs> All right. And of course, remember to support the show. However, you would like to join us and become a fight boy for life. And as always, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Oscar. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. Yeah.